Welcome, welcome to the Anchor.com, the AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room your heart so desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This evening I'm going to do an, uh, my take on an album that was a classic. And this album came out, believe it or not, 50 years ago. And talk about some milestone albums that came out 50 years ago. I mean, that was an era of consciousness and some incredible albums, including Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, which I did a podcast on. Then there was another album that came out this that same year by an incredible band from the Bay Area, which was speaking to the social ills on what was happening. And it just left a lasting impact. And we're talking about a band that was charismatic, groundbreaking, and the band leader was one of the most important figures in R&B, pop music, cultural significance, and one of those artists that, you know, when you listen to his vocals, his instrumentation, and of course him as a as a writer, and actually he got a song in this album called Poet, which I'll get into in a little while, you just realize how much greatness and depth he was, and so far ahead of his time he was. He started out as a DJ, ended up front one of the most important legendary bands ever. And that says a lot when you consider that era and time, because when you think about all the incredible talents that emerged from there, there's some people they just kind of stand out and they kind of pave the way for others. And there is no modern music in R&B and pop. And you can even say advances with hip hop if it wasn't for the stylings and creativity and mind-blowing forward thinking that was Sly and the Family Stone. And the name of the album is There's a Riot Going On. And one of the first songs I'm going to talk about is Love and Hate, which was one funky groove. Um, dug the bass on this cut, loved the, the sentiment, the way this cut was going. It was, you know, just really futuristic. I mean, when you hear how he you know, how he grooves and how he styles everything. It's just something else. And the way his spelling was, let me just cut to the chase because the elephant in the room for people who don't know, Prince got a bunch off of this guy straight up. And you can tell and you can hear the source of inspiration right here. And if you're going to jack from somebody, Sly and the Family Stones is a great place to start. You know, I mean... But there was such an organic style and feel for that particular song, you just can't deny it. The next cut, Just Like a Baby, another example. Especially with the synthesizer, with the program, the way the groove was and the beats were. I mean, you didn't hear a lot of artists that sounded like this in mainstream R&B or in pop. Just really ahead of the curve with a very distinctive sound, very distinctive harmony, very distinctive rhythm. And just had a, a, a oneness about it, which... It sounds simple to the ear, but it was very complex. It was it was like smothered and bathered in blues and just throwback. It just had a real distinctive feel and tone. And that's one of the great things about Slime Family Stone, especially songs that just still sound ahead of their time. Just really incredible how that worked out. The next song, Poet. This was like biographical. And what I liked about this one is kind of like he was talking about himself, but he did stuff real sly, pun intended. And real smooth how he did it. Just you grasp all the energy and the wording and the music. And it's it's really something else how 
you know, you listen to the music and it just has like, like I said, it's telling a story within a story, but yet it's like really happening. And I really like, it had a real church feel to it. I like the harmony of it. Just had a real, you know, it was a synth place, synth blues harmony type of thing going on. And one of them songs that you're just like, whoa, you know, and it didn't even sound like it's time period because you could so hear somebody sampling this and grooving this, you know, and, um, and Maurice White, the late great Maurice White from the Earth and the Fire in his book, he, he mentioned how, you know, without Sly and Family Stone, there would be no them. And you just see so many bands and artists who got their origins and starts from this type of album and what it meant and how it still sounds so funky and fresh to this day. Next cut, Family Affair, one of the coldest, most honest songs you're ever going to hear about children to children and how parents hear and see them. And this song was just cold. And the way he hits that wail towards the end and that groove lets you know that, you know, it was, you could still feel that energy. This was truly like one of the bursts of lights and you just felt how it was triggered. One of them songs that's a classic, timeless, and it tells us such a story within a story. Family Affair, great song. The next song, Africa Talks to You, Asphalt Jungle. I dug the rhythm of this truck. The bass was really tight, had a strong blues guitar intro. And that's the thing about it when you listen to his music. You got a full-fledged profile of different sounds and feels. And you just often wondered, you know, you wonder where he was going to go next. But it was so rhythmic. And like I said, it had a real simple chord approach to it, but yet it just veered into different areas. And then it takes a life of its own. It's just how it marinates. You know, it's actually, you know, you hear the playback and you hear everything about it. You're just like really blown away. Because you got to tell yourself, this 50 years ago, but this record, you know, it still sounds like something from another time, you know, but sounds modernized. That's the incredible thing. The next cut, Brave and Strong, Doug the Horns, Love the beat, love the groove, like the whole feel of this cut. Um, just, again, you know, that rawness, that honesty, that certain feel, you know. And it it was amazing how in the early stage of his career, especially with Stardust and Stone, the early part, how he was able to reach so many levels of musicianship, songwriting, production, and arrangements, and harmony. And it was just so cohesive, you know, and i uh, I've always said that to me, that Sign of Family Stone is the most important American band ever because it broke racial harmony. And it was layered in such a way that when you hear the songs, you know, you feel the songs. And it was just so, so far ahead of everything. Just amazing. The next cut, You Caught Me Smiling. I always loved that opening guitar riff and then his vocals on it. And then kind of how it fades into that groove. And it just, and it, it kind of like bounces into a, a different chord. You know, it's just real interesting when you hear it. It's like, wow, he's just coming up with these different vamps and these grooves. And like sometimes when you listen to that music, you think it to yourself, shoot, that's about five or ten careers with all the changes within the changes. And it just, it really excels on so many levels. Just incredible how that was. The next cut, Time. Very haunting beat, very, uh, it, it was very moving cut. And it's one of them songs I know somewhere along the line, Mick Jagger had to listen to it. It has definitely a real subtleness about it. It makes me think of something that the Stones would do. He just tapped into so much energy that what was happening, 
but yet he didn't sound like anyone else. That's another thing about Sign of Stone. Can't pin your finger on it sound like anyone else. Just had a very distinctive knowledge of, of connecting the atmosphere and just taking it to another level. Just incredible. The next cut, Space Cowboy. It was a real jumble, rumbling type of cut. Had a lot of different elements going on with the vocals and everything, but yet when you figure it out and once you get to the groove, it, it's like its own spiritual revival. It's very distinctive, has a very strong message, and it gets you. It's like, again, you know, like when you listen to his music, you really sit there and you digest it. It just really just makes, it just hits you like a puzzle that you can figure it out, and you're like, wow, I figured that out, I made it through. Because it's really so many layers and so much going on. Just really incredible that it will leave you just in awe. It has that kind of strength to it. The next cut, Running Away. Always love this cut. Love the vocals. Love the groove. The horns were incredible. And you hear the chant and the kind of feel of it. You know. Uh, just love how it felt. You know. And, and you could actually tell that some of the early Jackson 5 material was inspired by some of this with the some of this records progression. You know, because I heard The Temptation, Norman Whitfield's production, a lot of different was checking out what Steiner Family Stone was doing. And you couldn't help it. You couldn't help it. You could hear the instrumentation, the wording, and the progressiveness. You just couldn't you couldn't ignore that. You know, he had a blueprint on a whole lot of different things. And this was a good example of the cut. And the last cut, Thank You For Talking To Me, Africa, which was a take on Thank You For Let Me Be Myself Again. Very powerful. Um, the bass was really strong on it. It had like this dark, haunting tone and the way it grew, but yet it just was very rhythmic. And that's the thing about the sound. It sounded so progressive, sounded so forward-thinking, yet it was reflective of the time. The ideas was coaxed into so many different things, but it just... It just really moved the soul. And again, you can never begin to say enough about how forward-thinking Sly Stone was. And of course, with the Family Stone, one of the most incredible legendary bands with harmony, instrumentation, groove, multiracial, multicultural, and just on the pulse. You know, 50 years later, this album's still kicking much booty. It's, it's, uh, it is definitely an album that I would say you must have in your collection. Even with the flag on the cover, which was a big deal at the time. Sly Stone didn't make no apologies. Was a rebel, but did stuff on, but did stuff within the code, but yet was off doing things. Funk, rock, pop, pre with hip-hop, jazz, blues, new wave-ish. You call it. Whatever terms you want to put on there, this album offered that in the whole kitchen. So it was a musical gumbo and exploration of creativity and one of the most important albums ever. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for another. And uh, please tell me if this Sly and the Family Stone, there's a ride going on, is your favorite Sly and the Family Stone album, or is there someone, something else? Tell me what you think about these songs on this album. I welcome thoughts and comments. And I will always say, just because the song is older, album is older, does not mean you can not hear something new on it, because this album inspired and influenced a lot, and it still endures. Keep it funky, keep it on the one, be safe out there, be careful. And if you get a chance, please listen to Sign the Family Stone. There's a ride going on album in its entirety or other albums by Sign the Family Stone. You won't be disappointed. You'll see that as a musical trailblazer and artist 
an expression that was ahead of the curve. Till next time, peace and the best. I'm out.